Hello, world. This is the I Am Inevitable podcast. Uh, today is Thursday. Here. Each and every Thursday, we're going to do a top three Thursday where we do a ranking in movie or uh, television. Uh, we love doing rankings, so we just figured this would be a fun thing to do each and every week. If you have any suggestions for what you'd like to for what you'd like us to rank in the future, leave a comment if you're on YouTube or uh, send us a message on either Facebook Twitter. We're on, we're on, we're, we're on pretty much everything. Just, you know, hit us up in the comments. Let us yeah. know if there's anything you want ranked. We'll, we watch everything pretty much. We'll pretty much rank everything. Um, Chase, how you doing? Gucci, man. Doing great. How about you, bro? I'm doing great. Uh, with, you know, phase five starting next week of the MCU, we figured, we figured let's get it started off by ranking phase four. I'll give you the first go ahead for it. Um, Give me your number three best project of phase four. All right. So number three for me was Shang-Chi. I wanted it to place it higher, but they had some good things come out in phase four. But Shang-Chi is still one of my favorite Marvel movies. <laughs> like one of the best ones they've come out with in the last couple of years. Action. I love the way they introduced a the new character. And it still had some connection to the world, bringing back uh, the villain from the first Iron Man or whatever it was. So, um, yeah, it also ties in the magic aspect of the Marvel Universe, which I love. So I'm really happy to see, like, where they go with his character going forward. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I I love Shang-Chi. I love Shang-Chi. Um, Shang-Chi didn't quite crack my list, but I do love Shang-Chi overall as a MCU movie and just really like a standalone movie. Because at the time when it came out, it really didn't have any yeah. connection to the MCU. He was a well, he was a new character to a lot of people, right. especially especially me. I didn't I didn't know anything about Shang-Chi, but I really like Shang-Chi as a movie. Yeah. Um no, but same. For- I went into it totally blind, like did a couple Googles before just to see how he was coming. And yeah, they they understood the assignment <laughs> for sure. Um, for me, for number three, for me is um, WandaVision. Um, I'm not that crazy about the Ooh, Marvel. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't that crazy about the MCU TV, the Disney Plus shows. I thought most of them were pretty bad, but I love WandaVision. Um, I love uh, Wanda Maximoff overall as a character and seeing her transform from Sad. Wanda into the Scarlet Witch, I think was Actually, it was pretty it was pretty crazy to watch in real time because like the first three episodes of the show, it wasn't that great. Like it was pretty boring. The whole black and white 1940s thing with her and vision. That was really that was really weird. And I I honestly hated it. But as time went on, I ended up loving the show even more. And seeing seeing Wanda go from Wanda to the Scarlet Witch towards the end was pretty cool. And then also seeing um, Quicksilver come back. The other Quicksilver, Evan Peters is Quicksilver. Oh, true. I thought that was I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny and pretty amazing. And then also, you know, any 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 show with uh Cat Dennings in it is all, always gonna be one of my favorites. I love Cat Dennings. So yeah, I I love WandaVision. Can't go wrong. Over, no, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'll go next for number two. Um, number two for me. Oh, wait, before you do that, uh hold on. I was gonna say WandaVision didn't make my list, but it was an honorable mention. Um like you, I didn't really get the first few episodes in black and white. I wasn't really here for it. But once you get full context and why it was like that, it instantly became the best Marvel series I had seen, like on the TV show tip. But uh, yeah. it did get surpassed by something that is also on, this, on my that actually made the list. 
but yeah, WandaVision was if this was a top four, it would have been it would have been in it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, number two for me, yeah, number two for me was uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. I I really love this movie. There was a lot of hype going into it. How would mm-hmm. you know they replaced T'Challa? Um, overall, I think Shuri did a great job. Uh, I think that was probably. I don't think it was a weakness per se, mm-hmm. but I feel like if Chadwick Boseman was in that movie, you could probably argue this was like a top three MCU movie because Namor. Every time, yeah. every time he was on the screen, he he stole it. Him and Angela Bassett, they won this movie for me. Obviously, we're about to see Angela Bassett win the Oscar in a oh, couple yeah. weeks, which I'm very excited and happy for her for that. But I love Wakanda Forever. I recently watched it mm-hmm. on Disney Plus with it just coming out, and I honestly feel that out of all the like recent, the out of all the Marvel movies for 2022, you know, Doctor Strange, Thor: Love and Thunder, I think. I think Wakanda Forever is the best one because it just has a good rewatchability quality to it. Oh, my God. Like, like I have a hard time sitting through mm-hmm. Thor, Love, and Thunder again, man. Like, it was a good movie. and It was funny and good movie in the moment. But when you know, yeah. all, the, when you know all the jokes, man, it just doesn't hit the same. And I like Doctor Strange. Right. Multi- I no, like I'm not Do- going to lie. They had some cringy moments. Yeah, they were sure. Um, I like Doctor like, Strange. Some of the jokes didn't land. Yeah, they landed. They landed in the moment, but afterwards, man, it just—it's just not the same. It's just not the same. Um, I love Multiverse of Madness. I love Multiverse of Madness in the moment, but I honestly think like there's just some pretty big plot holes in it, like with the whole Wanda thing. Mm. Like you know, like they didn't really show her. Like oh yeah, like I don't know, man. Like she kind of went from like she went from being just Wanda the Avenger to transforming kind of into the Scarlet Witch. You were from like a zero to a six. And then Multiverse of Madness brought it to a 10, which I was like, that was, kind of, I don't know. I just feel like yeah. they skipped a couple steps with her. I, I didn't like that at all. Um, it's, no, it's a, it's I an agree. okay. Yeah. Cause no, by the end of WandaVision, I didn't really get the sense that she had turned. She was definitely hurt and like had some traumatic shit going on. But if you would have told me she would have, ended up being the main villain in Doctor Strange. I I just didn't see that coming from the ending they had. Yeah. I it, thought it, it was going to be her, like, trying to handle the dark magic and, you know, try to use it for good, not, like, completely go off the rails. Yeah. It made, it made no sense. And, like, the fact that, like, Vision is just never mentioned is kind of insane to me. Like, how is he just not never mentioned at all? Mm-hmm. You know, like, she kind of was like... Right. She mentioned something about the man she loves, but like, how does Vision not get mentioned? I don't get that at all. No, yeah, because that's literally like why all of that shit happened. She doesn't come up with a fake family that she's now trying to recuperate or recoup if, if Vision doesn't die and like leave her in grieving, you know? So, yeah, that was, they definitely fumbled on that one. Yeah, for sure. Um, You want to go sure. ahead with you? You want to go ahead with your number two? Yeah, so my number two was Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever. For a lot of the same reasons you already expanded upon, fucking Sherry killed the role, Angela Bassett, Namor, phenomenal villain. I can't wait to see what else he does in the MCU. I'm wondering if he's going to be like an anti-hero or, you know, like actually on Wakanda's side and like helping the Avengers because shit. In our last episode, we was talking about like who's going to be the next heavy hitter for the Avengers. If Namor's on the team, like 
I feel like you're pre- you're in good shape, you know. Like, I never considered that. I never on top of the that. with the black. Mm. So yeah, I don't know how um, him and uh, Shuri's relationship will continue to blossom with them working <laughs> together. But yeah, I'm hoping we get to see him fighting with the good guys because he's got really good potential for like teamwork and fight choreography. You know, like in all the Avengers movies, we see them like working and fighting as a team Thor throwing niggas to Hulk he's smashing or whatever I could see Namor doing a lot of shit like that like setting people up or knocking down shit like after getting set up so yeah love the yeah. Black Panther too watched it a couple hours ago hit just as hard the second yeah. time as it did the first time and honestly my favorite part of that movie is like the attack on Wakanda like that's probably like one of my favorite scenes in any MCU movie ever like the way the what no very iconic the the what the way Ryan Coogler uses water is like a weapon in this movie is like I never like ever thought about that like water bombs like you think of like mm-hmm. throwing fire at somebody or someone just like throwing water bombs at someone like that's that's insane I mean I obviously yeah. hated how it ended with you know Queen Ramona dying but dude that that that's one of the best right. MCU scenes ever like it was breathtaking. Hmm. Nah, I'm a big fan of water shit. So, like, when it comes to Pokemon, I was always picking the water starter. So, yeah, it was really dope for me to see that shit. That was another reason why I really enjoyed uh, Shang-Chi. You get to see a lot of good water visuals. Like, the shit he was doing with the dragon and all that. Like, yeah. So, hopefully we get to see more of uh, Talokan in future MCU projects. Yeah, for sure. All right, now let's do it down to number one. Who's 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 got your number one spot for Phase Four Best Projects? All right, so number one for me was Loki. Loki was already one of my favorite villains in the MCU, but I ended up loving his character more, which I didn't think was possible, and uh, getting his female variant counterpart. That's a nice wrinkle to add into it. I love the chemistry they have with each other. She forces him to like really be a little bit more introspective about what he's doing with uh, his decisions and shit. And also like that was kind of the reset button. Like you saw it in a uh, Spider-Man or whatever, the multiverse shit kind of coming into play, but yeah, they literally like fucked up the timeline. So I'm wondering what the next step for him is going to be like we got Loki 2 coming with phase 5 and um shit I hope we get to see him before then maybe he connects with Thor or another Avenger that he's you know run into there's not a whole lot of them left for him to run into but hell who knows but yeah that was my uh number one for that that Kang even though he didn't do a whole lot was very interesting that was a hell of a scene that was a hell of a scene yeah, no, it was, it lets you know how terrifyingly powerful that man is. And like, he just didn't give a fuck in a way, you know, like that, and that then set and, up a lot of good. And that was the good version. That was the good Kang at that point. That wasn't even like the conqueror. Right. Mm-hmm. No, that was just like the willy nilly God. Like I'm watching all this shit, but like, I don't, I'm not putting a hand in this. I don't care about conquering you people. You're ants to me. Yeah. So, yeah. That was a yeah. good introduction for Kang. Yeah. like Even though it's not going to be the main Kang. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, number one for me is uh the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. I I don't even know if this is like an official Ooh, okay. phase. I don't even know if that was in an official phase four project, but I just loved everything about it. You know, um, some of the Guardians yeah. characters get criticized, you know, like Mantis for not being like a main character. I know a lot of people think she's annoying. I actually like Mantis like in Guardians 2 and in Infinity I love War. Mantis. Yeah, I thought she was pretty funny and she's a pretty useful character. But, you know, like this Guardians mm-hmm. holiday special, it was really about her and Drax. You know, I really love the way that James Gunn pretty yeah. much like he, he pretty much made it their thing. And like they they both killed it. They were right. They were, they were amazing. Um, you know, the whole Kevin Bacon part of it. That was the Kevin Bacon part about it. That was pretty hilarious. That show's hilarious. I did not expect that at all. I, I didn't expect it either, but that's really like a James Gunn type of thing to do. And it 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 worked. It was he was amazing in it. And he was he was funny. It was the whole thing was funny. Um, you know, some of the other guys weren't really involved as much, you know, Groot and Rocket and Quill. You know, obviously Gamora wasn't in it. You know, uh, seeing Nebula dancing, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Overall, it was just a great wholesome. No, that was wild. We got to see like a different side of her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was good to see, man, because you know, like she's like a depressing character. If you like, you know, Guardians, you know, Thanos like bossing mm-hmm. her around and him like torturing her in Infinity War. Like she's a she's yeah. a very tortured character, man. Like I was glad to see that for her, really, honestly. No, same. Like that was. Like, even though it was just a little moment of her being goofy or whatever, that's, like, some really good character development on her side for her yeah. to, like, actually be comfortable enough around them to, like, open up and do some shit like that. Yeah. And honestly, my favorite part about the holiday special is the fact that, like, it's something you can go back to, like, every Christmas and watch with your family. Like, it's it's just a great, yeah. wholesome thing. Like, there was it didn't take itself too seriously at all. Like, a lot of jokes, a lot of comedy. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a Christmas special. It was, That's what I it love was, about them, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love no, everything about it. That thing. Like you. Uh... Hmm? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. All right. Uh, I was going to say, like you, I really appreciate the fact that they gave Drax and Mantis like the main stage, because I feel like everyone else in the Guardians, like in different movies or whatever, they've all had their moments. Groot's had his own TV show, which was also kind of goofy to me. But um, yeah, everyone's already had their moment to shine besides those two and Nebula, who we kind of alluded to. But like to see all of them like grow as characters was really dope. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So well, yeah, hopefully they don't all die off. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. We'll we'll definitely see what happens when Guardians Three comes out in I think May of this year. So we're very excited for that. Um, yeah, that was our first official third, I believe. Yeah, something like that. Um, yes, but yeah, that was our first official top three Thursday of this podcast. Um, you know, it was pretty fun. You know, yeah, going through yeah. this, we're we're that we'll we'll definitely be back next week for another top three, maybe something to do with ant-man who knows we'll we'll see how it goes but um yeah if you have any suggestions for things you want us to rank you know on youtube leave us a comment you know make sure you like and subscribe um chase this was fun thanks for this uh second episode and uh i'll see you next week yeah dope as hell man you have a good night thank y'all for listening